2: Phil Mackey, Judd Zogad,
1: the most meaningless exercise in sports media. Mackey and Judd on
2: 1500 ESPN. Brady He's, he He's back again.
0: He steps up. He's hit. He stumbles. He is throwing it deep for the end zone. And it is batted around. And it's a complete. Champions Eagles fans everywhere this is for you let the celebration begin We knew this would come down to the wire. At the
1: very end, we knew who we were playing against. But guess what? We won. That's all that matters. I'm so happy.
2: I've been waiting for this all my life. This is great, man. My body's shaking. I'm so excited for Philadelphia. This is a great time for us. We deserved
3: it. We're picking up some hoodies. We're picking up some pennants. We're so excited. We're finally Super Bowl champs. It doesn't feel real at all right now.
1: Wow, and Judd, to celebrate, Judd is wearing his NFC Championship t-shirt Philadelphia t-shirt I believe in greatness bought after the Vikings got smoked
3: gentlemen I believe in greatness do you have to buy a Super Bowl champs t-shirt now no because I'm not going back
1: (laughs) well you might next year uh, well, for week one, 1, week 1 Thursday night. One. In
4: which case I'll be if I if I get stuck there again as I usually do in Philadelphia, I'd be more than happy to go <laughs> plop down the 12 bucks, but yes, I'm wearing my Eagles <laughs> NFC Championship t-shirt today cuz I embrace greatness. So what is it that you completely whiffed on? Oh, god, was I wrong on this one? Um, all right. So about a month ago and you agreed with me, but this is my fault cuz I think I led this charge. I said, if the Vikings get in the Super Bowl, Vikings fans, this is not going to be a home game. Like my my perception, and I, and 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 in and in fairness to me, although this was hubris on my part, I thought I know Super Bowls, I know how they work. I covered this league for a long time. I had never been to one. Okay, I was so the auxiliary press box yesterday was in the uh, top level uh, end zone. Um, at U.S. Bank Stadium, Phil, and I'm going to tell you right now, Eagles fans got in in mass. I guess they paid. I'm sure they paid a thousand bucks, or those seats probably a little bit less than that. But anyway, my point being, I was totally wrong. If the Vikings had made that game, it would have been a, a home game. I also did not realize. I assumed once again assumptions. I assumed. That the league tried to make that game sort of a neutral site game. Like, you know, you put the team's names in each end zone, but then you don't really favor a team. What I didn't realize till yesterday was they do a very good job of towing the line. So on third down, when the, the Patriots uh, face third down, you got done. Dun. Also they put some production the in. The Rocky theme song. Oh, I did hear some of that. Yeah, when the when the Patriots when the Patriots got uh, the Eagles on a third down, I think they played that that horn that they play in Foxborough. My point being there would have been thousands of Viking fans there. I was wrong on, on that. Well, there were there had to have been like 20,000 home... Eagles fans oh, there. Oh, it right? was completely nuts. So I apologize. I made an assumption about what I thought the atmosphere or the the ability to get into that game would be, and I was 1,000% wrong. Yeah,
1: and I do think if the Vikings had played in it, the amount of people who would have absolutely spent, you know, the it was 3000 bucks to get in the door in the morning of the game, and then it dropped. I looked at StubHub during the introductions, so like with 15 minutes to go before the game, before the national anthem, and it was probably $2,100 to just get in the door. So if that were the Vikings, you're talking maybe three, 4000 bucks to get in the door. People would have absolutely paid yep. it. it. There would have, have been, been 40,000 Vikings fans would have in been that nuts. stadium. It would have been absolutely And you nuts. wouldn't have had all the same elements. It wouldn't have been like the all-in home field blitz. But you would have had skull chants. Yes. You would have had all the all the things. Like fans would have just started their own skull chants.
4: Yes. It even if been. there
1: wasn't production to go along with it. It would have been crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. But I, I don't, I, I'm actually, I'm surprised, but not really surprised because the Eagles, think about how expensive it is if you're a Patriots fan and year after year, your team is always getting to the Super Bowl. So there's clearly there's going to be more Eagles fans because they've never won one. Their fans aren't blowing their whole bankroll every single year on playoff games and Super Bowl trips. Uh, so this is kind of a once in a lifetime trip for a lot of fans and they're willing to pony up. Sure. And you saw them all over the place. All I was in probably six or seven different downtown establishments. And Eagles fans outnumbered Patriots fans three to one, I would say. At any given place that I was at. And I don't know if it was the same ratio at the Patriots, stadium. Patriots.
4: Patriots fans, there there were there were way more Eagles fans in the stadium than Patriots fans. But there were a lot of Patriots fans in that place. And I will say this they seem almost bored. They seem in fact, the calls that you're playing today from their uh event line, it's like they're sort of trying to be upset. But they really can't be that upset.
3: Time to make the donuts. Jimmy and Saga's here on the Real Post Game Show.
2: Hey, what a bloody heartbreaker of a loss. They did defense, did not do their job, and it's time to fire the defense. But I feel the league has to change the rule in maybe this regard. Maybe, Freddie, you know a lot more about it than I do. That if you hit a guy helmet to helmet, and he goes out for concussion protocol for any length of time or the rest of the game, the person who made the hit helmet-to-helmet helmet, should have to go to the sidelines also because they, they took out our top tight end two weeks ago. They took out our top wide receiver this week in they're defenseless. and you know what? They could have tackled Lawa, and they should have to pay some kind of ramifications.
3: Time to make the donuts.
4: very level-headed See analysis. See you know how calm those guys are? Like, e- even Jimmy, the first guy, sounded like I'm trying to be upset. I, you know, why, Stacy? Hello? Stacy, right. you're on the air. Go
2: ahead. Hey, uh, so I was just thinking, um, like, aside from the miraculous plays that didn't occur in this Super Bowl, um, did this not remind you guys of the past Super Bowls that we lost? Like
1: No, not now.
4: even close. Time to make not the even like, no. Not even remotely, actually. It sounds like a post-game show in November. <laughs>
1: it, uh, Doesn't well, it? But that's the norm now. I know. they go. that's What is it, the eighth Super Bowl now that they've been to in the last, um, Belichick not even two decades? Brady are
4: five and three, They right?
1: average one every other year in the yeah. Brady-Belichick era. Hey, I have one more thing the Vikings can learn from the Eagles, and it's the thing that pretty much ended the game. And it's the thing that the Vikings just... They didn't have enough of this. I know the Vikings had pressures on quarterbacks, and the Vikings got a couple turnovers in the game against Drew Brees and the Saints. Mm -hmm. But the Eagles get so much more in terms of pressure that leads to sacks and takeaways. That's the biggest difference between the Eagles and the Vikings. The Eagles finish off the pressure, and they take the ball away from opponents. The Vikings were bottom third of the league in takeaways. They were just this amazing yardage and points defense.
4: Remarkable, yeah.
1: And its I mean, it's a, it's a real testament, despite not getting any takeaways, really. They were so good at tackling and holding opponents until the Eagles game. You know, holding opponents in check, underneath, no big plays. It was just a very systematically sound defense. But they didn't get the big interception games. They didn't force four interceptions over here or a bunch of strip sacks over there. They just didn't do stuff like that. Uh, and then, you know, fast forward to the Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl. And yes, the yardage was a, it was a record amount of yardage combined. And they couldn't stop the Patriots from getting up and down the field. But in a moment where you need something, you just need a big play. They got the strip sack. And yeah. they get a strip sack. Yep. And they and they get the ball back and they burn some more clock and by the they kick a field goal. I mean, that was the Vikings just didn't have enough of that and that's one thing I think they should take notes on.
4: If there's one thing that I didn't get uh, from the Vikings 13 and 3 portion of the season, it was that. Like when you looked at how dominant that defense was, right? And when you looked at the fact that they led the league, what in points against, in in yards against, and then you went and looked at the one thing that coaches put a premium on, and that's get and that's turning the ball over from your opponent, and they didn't do it. And I don't know, is that because, is that because they didn't jump enough routes because they're disciplined? I mean, that takes some guts to do that. Is that because they work great at at stripping the ball from guys, which in practices guys work on constantly. It is really weird that they didn't turn the ball over more frequently. Yeah, you know, think about you're right.
1: You know, when Nick Foles stepped up in the pocket on that uh, long pass to Alshon Jeffrey, was that that wasn't the flea? The flea flicker was Torrey Smith. So the play before before halftime. Yep. And and it's sometimes it's just a matter of centimeters. Everson Griffin converges and takes a swat, and Nick Foles just gets away and steps up. You know, and some of it's luck too. A lot of fumbling too can be luck. You know, did you you're always trying to punch the ball out? Did you recover the fumble is another aspect, but that's just whether it was luck or just some sort of deficiency or lack right. of skill. That's one area where if you really want to be a top defense in the NFL again next year, you're gonna to have to generate more takeaways. Uh, I'm just watching another replay of the Zach Ertz touchdown. Let's come back and talk about there's a couple there. the catch rule things in there. You thought I want to talk about that one specifically because that showed. And the fact that they ruled correctly, by the way, that that was a touchdown, it showed that the NFL's catch rule is an absolute fraud and needs redefining, which I think even Roger Goodell and they has know admitted. know that. That's the best part. Right. So we'll get to that. We'll talk about Super Bowl commercials and the halftime show. And I think there's a little bit of, I don't know if it's fake outrage, but some just a little bit of hubbub that made no sense to me regarding the halftime show. We'll get to that. Uh, and also later on, Courtney Cronin we will talk Randy Moss, Hall of Fame, Mackie and Jeff. The Mackey and Judge Show rolls on.
0: Yes, sir! On
2: 1500 ESPN. Doing to make the donuts. I'm putting this one on Belichick because I know that players make coaches and coaches make players. But, I mean, the biggest game of the year, this is the defense, and he's supposed to be a defensive mastermind. This is the defense that he put on the field for the biggest game of the year. My question is, if he puts a bunch of no names out there, or not you know, not no names, but undrafted players, and he keeps payroll down, is he saving the crafts money? Oh, what's going on, Philadelphia? Back goes Foles, fires, slant, touchdown. Zach Ertz. He caught it. He bobbled it. He never let it drop, and he finished with the football.
1: Yeah. Well, right. he, but he did so he, all right all
4: right go real ahead. quick
1: yep. so i'm going to give you i'm going to give you three different plays and i already I, dave dave during the commercial break already said he's going to defend the catch rule to the death here so i'm glad there's going to be a dissenting voice cuz you and i agree too, on this too, so. there will be some sort of change yep. all right so i'm going to give you three different players and and three different plays all very similar except for one thing des bryant from three years ago, playoffs now, Tony Romo to Des Bryant, Lambeau Field, and uh, we all know how that turned out. Yep. Jesse James, the tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. Late in the season, chance to beat the Patriots at the goal line, and Zach Ertz last night. All three plays had these things in common a catch, or at least ball hits hands and ball is gripped by a players' hands, right? and then two steps maybe even more but two steps and some sort of a lunge with the ball either reaching the ball out so so ball ball lands in hands and then two steps or maybe even three depending on the play like des brian i believe it was a the third step was it was a catch and then and then like foot foot and then the third step was a lunge extension yes and then so the third component would yes. be the ball being reached forward in in some way the only difference, and the reason why Zach Ertz, and this, the look, listen, by the letter of the law, this was called correctly in all three cases. And I'm questioning the little, you know, the, the, the breaking point that separates these two. Yep. Zach Ertz was a touchdown. Jesse James and Des Bryant weren't. And the only difference was, when they were catching the ball, Des Bryant and Jesse James were deemed to have been still going to the ground. Zach Ertz was actually leaning like 45 degrees. If you look, he was sort of leaning toward the ground, but he was he was much more upright than the other two players. Mm-hmm. But if, if, if the only difference is, well, Jesse James and Des Bryant, when they caught the ball, were sort of like falling to the ground, but still had enough time to go step, step, or third step, and then lunge. As we call it, a secondary move. A secondary move, or yep. a football move, if you will. Yep. I like that better, even though that was sort of ambiguous a few years ago. And Zach Ertz also took two steps and a lunge. That's where it just becomes really easy. If you make a se- if you catch the ball and establish a couple feet down yep. and you make a secondary move, which could be a lunge, it could be a dive, it could be like a leap of some kind mm-hmm. into the end zone, whatever happens after that is either a fumble or the ball the ball breaks the plane and then it comes loose, it's a touchdown. It's very easy to solve.
4: After a season in which this league spent as much time as possible trying to screw up a rule that it overthought constantly. I think what we saw on Sunday at U.S. Bank Stadium, and not just the Earth catch, the Clement catch as well, to which he juggled the ball in the back of the end zone. He never, he never by the letter of the law necessarily had complete control. He got his feet in bounds, but he was, the ball was moving. Here's what I think happened. I think in the last two weeks, good old Roger Goodell, who admitted that he has no clue what a catch himself. Well, he said, no, he said we know exactly what a catch is, and it's very easy right, but, to define,
1: but, but obviously it's being rejected you know, by the people who pay money to watch the game. But
4: what he was saying, I think, though, is the interpretation has gone haywire. Anyway, I think what what happened in the past two weeks was Raj called the people together who make these rulings, because remember, it goes back to New York then. It doesn't, so...
1: Well, actually, last night it was the headquarters for the officials where it was okay. in the stadium, but but but, I, yeah.
4: but but what I'm saying is, Sterator goes in and looks, but he gets he gets help, and ultimately, my understanding is the ruling comes from Al, I think his name's Riveron, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, I think Raj said, gentlemen, let's clear this up. If it looks like a catch, it's a catch. Because I do. I think if you go back a month and a half and you have those same two plays again... At least one of them is called a non touchdown. I actually,
1: I disagree. I think we could debate the bobble uh, in the back of the end zone. Their third string running back had a crazy game last night. Uh, that I think because it was called a catch on the field, and he cradled the ball. You could make a case that he got the his left foot down first while he is. Cr- I, I could see like that was a coin flip, and they called it a catch on the field, and they said there's just not enough to overturn it. So I put that in this in in a separate bin. The Zach Ertz catch by the letter of the law was a catch because he wasn't going to the ground when he caught it. Mm -hmm. He was kind of leaning like downward, but he was clearly still running. He was a runner. He'd established himself as a runner. And I take issue with the NFL saying you can't establish yourself as a runner while you're falling to the ground. And I say, absolutely you can. Absolutely you can. If you catch the ball and – take two or three steps and then or four or five and then lunge forward with the ball you have established yourself right. as a runner even though you're going to the ground so it's just it's like which i they think they put this, clear arbi- this up though right they put this arbitrary clause yes, in yeah. the catch rule but, that clearly doesn't apply to some of the top athletes in the world who can establish themselves as a runner but while they're falling to the ground the
4: most important thing is last night they used common sense too. and they didn't because my biggest problem with with this rule all year long has been overthinking things to the point of – because as the Ertz review was going on, we all said up in the press box, we're like, it's a catch. It's a touchdown. We're not sure what they're going to do. So at least now – and I think that that the, the what they're going to do in March when they all get together and meet is they're going to finally clear this up And because it's not that tough. I mean, that was a touchdown. Here's someone who sends – so someone says uh,
1: – they just sent the Jesse James play. How is this two steps – he catches the ball as yep. he's leaning and he goes knee foot lunge. Knee foot lunge ball across the plane. Why does it matter if he's going to the ground? He established right. feet down and a secondary move. Yeah. To me, now I get I get why it's not a catch because the current rule as defined says if you're going to the ground, there's a certain level of expectation that rises above, you know, uh, other areas. So I don't know. Go ahead, Dave. If you want to defend your catch rule, the floor is yours. I
3: just don't know why it's so confusing and hard to understand. It's not if you're confusing, diving Dave. or lunging towards the, a ball and you can't keep your feet in the process of catching that ball, you have to show that yes, you indeed caught the ball. No one's saying it's confusing. Oh, Al Michaels
1: sure was. Okay, he was. He had a bad oh, game God. last year. He also treated the Did final he, really? f- he treated the oh. final five minutes like it was a preseason game. Like if you were just listening to Al Michaels in his tone.
4: It was. Uh, uh, he was very wonder, tranquil last night. I wonder if there's a fighting chance that Mike Tirico about to move into that job very soon.
3: The the Earth's play for Michaels was really tough. He had trouble on the Cl- Clement play, as did Collinsworth. The Ertz one, Collinsworth is you know. Well, I can sort of see if they think yeah. he caught the ball and was maintaining his feet, but then got tripped up. And Michaels, was, I don't. I, I, I we've seen it all year. I don't know how they can do this, but yeah, I, I just don't have a problem with saying a guy. Who is diving or lunging, as Jesse James did, as I just watched the Des Bryant catch from a few years ago. He's jumping up and stumbles and falls down as he comes down with the ball. I don't know why it's so it's so obscene to people to say, yeah, if you are falling to the ground because of what you did to try to catch the ball, you have to prove that you still caught okay, hold the on ball.
1: hold on. There's a cause I think I think you're creating more confusion than I am in this case. I'm taking issue with, the fact that the nfl says you can't establish yourself as a runner while you're falling to the ground i i can agree with that there's two different things that can happen as you're catching a ball when you fall to the ground okay you catch a ball at like a 45 degree angle or a dive and maybe you get both feet down to like tap your feet um not on the sidelines but just in the middle of the field and the ball pops out to me you have not established yourself as a runner because you didn't take steps you just your feet landed In the case of Jesse James, which is a little bit more vague, and Des Bryant especially, yes, they're going to the ground, but they're also taking meaningful steps to, like, lunge with the football, with the ball in their hands. They've established themselves as a runner with a secondary
4: move. That should be a catch. The most important thing is they are in possession of the ball. And, And there is no league on God's green earth that should say, offense, we don't care that much. If you have a catch, if if you catch the ball and you have possession of that ball, it's a catch.
1: Right. But, Judd, there has to be—this is where I disagree a little bit with that and where I side with Dave. There has to be some distinction. If I, if I dive in the air like Superman and I fly through the air and I've, yep. and I've caught the ball in the air and I haven't landed yet yep. and my body lands so I, that my knees hit like a flash before my body hits out. and the ball pops out, Okay. to me that can't be a catch. I told you this last week. But if I catch it— and then my feet land, and I lunge forward with the ball. That is a catch. To I told me. you this last mm-hmm.
4: week. The catch rule and porn are the same thing. I can, I know them when I see them. <laughs> I know a catch when I see it, and I know porn. And it doesn't mean I can sit here and describe it perfectly, but I know them when I see them.
1: So you want to tell guys like Ed Hockley and Gene Steratore, let's scrap the definition. Whatever you think, here's Gene. W- here's
4: what I don't want. It's ridiculous that whether you were watching on TV or in the stadium last night, that that Ertz catch was debated. That's a catch. That's a touchdown. Now, if you want to go look, again, because you you review every touchdown, that's fine. But when you're actually thinking to yourself, this might be overturned, you've reached, you've jumped the shark there. You can make this much simpler.
1: And that's where, like, I'm all for reverse engineering it. Let's take some of these plays. And this is, I've said this about Des Bryant and Jesse James. You know, Zach Ertz is different because it was ruled a catch. Uh, Calvin Johnson from eight years ago now. the
4: ball down, yeah.
1: I want that to be a catch. Let's figure out a way to write the rule so that it includes that, but maybe not some other stuff that would be close, close, but no cigar.
3: I think the Ertz play was only debated and discussed, like you said, Judd. People worried it wouldn't be called a catch just because of what they saw previous this season and because they didn't understand the rule. I mean, yes, it was obvious a catch, and the rule says it's a catch. I, I I, mean, there really wasn't a whole lot of room for debate. He caught the ball on his feet, got tripped as he went to the end zone, and crossed the plane. I think the question was, and you had to see it again just to make sure, was he going to the ground when he caught it? Yeah. Oh,
1: I guess no, he wasn't. No, he, he wasn't. He, caught, Easy. he was definitely like headed that way, but no. he wasn't, but he was still in a position to take steps. And,
3: and I guess the difference between you and me, Phil, is exactly what we said about the Dez Bryant catch, for instance. I, I don't think that. You can establish establish yourself a runner if you're stumbling to the ground and happen to take two feet or two steps while falling down. I don't think that's being a runner. That's being a faller.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I don't care.
3: I, I don't mean that as a joke. I just mean, you know, you're falling down. Whether you're stumbling or not, you're still but you've falling falling down. But just quickly, you've got possession of the ball in, in that case. And you're and you're learning to so catch.
1: It. So I, I'm saying I don't care. Like if you if you do something to show while you're falling to the ground that you clearly have the ball yeah. and you're doing Here's, something else with it, then I we, think it should be a okay. catch. Can
3: we just agree on this? Just like the pop-up slide in baseball, instant replays ruined everything. It is making it harder. I mean, in honest some, to God, in some cases, it is, honest it is. to God, it's the worst ever. It's making it. harder. It shouldn't
4: harder. be abolished, but there are there are situations in every single sport where there's. Unintended consequences. There's but, no question. But you about have that. to
1: define things, and you can't yeah. just say, "Ah, figure it out on the fly." Okay, the world is watching. There's 150 million people, yep. and the game is close, and you need to def- you need to figure out is this a catch or not, and you can't just be like, "Ah, I think so." There's got to be a written, defined set of rules that you can lean on and say, yes, that's a
4: catch, or that's not. I told you, secondary move. Call it a secondary move, and so once you've got the ball, a secondary move can result in a fumble, but not an incompletion. Yeah.
1: We're getting a bunch of people with, uh, with definitions on Twitter here, too. We'll take yours into consideration for sure. At Coach Zimmer, at Fake Mike Zimmer has a definition. You don't get a say because you were watching the game from your couch. Mike Zimmer. I thought Mike Zimmer was going to be the one that out-chess-matched Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. That would have been and neat. Doug Peterson was the one. Yes, exactly. Dave, what's coming up in stuff here?
3: Oh, plenty of other Super Bowl-related items, both for this year's Super Bowl and already had looking ahead to next year. And the biggest sports news of the day wasn't Super Bowl at all yesterday. We'll get to
2: that. Boom. <laughs> Mackie and Judd now continue on fifteen hundred ESPN.
3: And stuff you should know about is sponsored by Zillow. Zillow with millions of photos of homes for sale and for rent, historical pricing data, and tools to help homebuyers find what they're looking for. Zillow, find your way
2: home. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please rise. Men, remove your caps as we honor America and the Twin Cities sports scene with the playing of Stuff You Should Know About. All right,
4: David Harrigan. What do you got for us in stuff today? The odds
3: are in, boys. 2019 Super Bowl teams. The odds are in. Can you name all of the top 10 teams? That is your quiz today, boys. Can you do it between the two of you? I'll give you... I'll give you two strikes. What the heck? Is this Bovada? This is oddshark.com where I picked this from.
1: We saw one from Bovada. We just saw the Vikings in the top five. The Vikings. There's odds to win the Super Bowl next year, right?
3: Odds to at least be in it. Yeah, I I assume probably odds to win. Well,
1: Patriots. uh, Eagles. Eagles. Vikings. Odds to win.
3: So you got Patriots. You got Eagles. You got Vikings. Vikings. So far, that's good.
1: Uh, Packers getting Rodgers back are always in the top.
3: Packers are number two.
1: Okay. Seattle?
3: Seattle Seahawks is your first strike. Mm. Outside the top ten, huh? Yeah, that's a little um, awesome. bit. Steelers have to be in there. If the it, Steelers are in there. Yes, well done. How many left do we have? You have nailed the top five: Patriots, Packers, Eagles, Steelers, Vikings.
1: Uh, I'm going to put the Rams in the mix. Rams are six. They're, the NFC is insane. Yeah. Uh, Saints you're coming back with Drew Brees and a loaded Saints roster
3: are nine.
1: So that's uh, three left. Uh, are uh, the are the Jaguars in the, in the
3: Jaguars team? are ten. Well done. You have one AFC and one NFC team left.
1: The wow. AFC, I boy, the, uh, this is not an official guess yet, but the, would the Chiefs be in there? Even though they just traded Alex Smith and going rookie quarterback, the Ravens be in there. You don't know about the Chiefs now. I want to put the Ravens in there.
4: Hold on, now now we're down to uh, one strike left, and we have two teams, and we have two, and we have one from each conference left. I mean, you might be right on. Um, is somebody gonna
3: come? Well, back the Falcons,
1: up? maybe you could put the Falcons in the mix, or Carolina. Yeah, Falcons or, or Carolina. Flip a coin. Falcons. Keep, take a pick.
3: Keep flipping that coin. Doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, the 49ers? 49ers, wow. Are 8? Oh. Excuse me, they are 7 on the list right behind the Rams. Garoppolo love. And behind the 49ers, 8 on the list, the Houston Texans. <laughs> oh, okay, I guess okay, okay, so yeah, that
1: one. Deshaun Watson coming back yeah. at some point. That's that's a fair guess. That's a fair guess. Uh the Vikings might want to find a quarterback before we put him back in that top five in the nfc top five in the nfl
3: hey they're at number five we'll take that a lot of people celebrating last night as you can imagine a lot of eagles fans going nuts
0: get some cold cuts get some cold cuts get some
3: cold cuts can you figure out who this eagles fan was celebrating in his home no
0: no 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 oh thank god oh my god
1: The McNabb. I'm, I mean, all the big Eagles fans, I thought the celebrities were all at the stadium, they right? The Mike Trout, part. Bradley Cooper was in the owner's yeah.
3: suite. No, this guy was hanging out with the wife and the kid. Who was it? Kobe. Oh, wow. That was Kobe. You want it again? Yes. No,
0: no, no.
3: This is as the plays no,
0: unfolding. Uh, no. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. Yes, we won. We won the f- Super Bowl. That's it. That's it. That's it. We won the
1: Is it his wife just cackling in the background? And and the kid
4: too.
3: (gasps) Was he more
1: excited for that win or one of, or like the third
3: of you know Shaq, Kobe, Lakers win? Oh, this one for sure. Probably that, right? He seemed pretty pumped up. Yep jason kelsey also pumped up after the game he could be backstage at raw with this
2: from rocky balboa himself it's not about how hard you get hit it's about how hard you can get, get hit and keep moving forward we've overcome everything nobody counted us in all year the media i mean the whole the entire nation nobody thought this was gonna happen get the
1: Can I ask, why does that even matter? Like, that's always a thing every year. Nobody gave us any credit. Okay, you've never won one. You're on your backup quarterback. Sorry if the entire country of football fans wanted you to prove it. And you did, and that's awesome. No, no, cut this out. Yeah,
4: I heard at least four players in postgame pressers with the same exact act. You guys didn't believe? All right. It's cliche. Yeah, and, and here's the problem. Your MVP quarterback got hurt. Forgive us for thinking that that Nick Foles might not be a fantastic QB still. Now, he was. That's great. And you were underdogs in every playoff game. You use that to your advantage, and that's awesome. That's great. But we had reason to doubt you. You had reason. When Nick Foles came in and he played those last few regular season games, and he was fine, but he was just fine, and Carson Wentz is hurt. You know what? That's where you go, I don't know if they're gonna win the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's fine. Like, I know. <gasps> but, then, yeah. Go prove it. And they did. Good for you. Yes.
3: It's ridiculous. Remember Better X from the World Series, the guy who went from sports to sportsbook, letting it ride yes. game after game. Took about ten million bucks or so from the Las Vegas sportsbooks. Did you know he was at it again over the weekend?
1: Uh, so he, well, he put a, this was a big story last week that he put a t- like $10 million on the Eagles or something he had, early.
3: Just at one sports book, I believe it was MGM. He put a $3 million bet. <laughs> yeah. It was also a million dollar bet over at a different one. That was a money line bet at plus 165. Yeah. He did better on the Super Bowl uh, People are estimating than he did even in the world series.
1: So I heard a podcast over the weekend and I don't say this to throw him under the bus because he's been on our show and he's been RJ Bell. Who uh, R.J. Bell? His his company does all the Associated Press odds, so like, he's legit mm-hmm. and he makes a, and he makes money and he knows what he's doing. But he brought up on a podcast this weekend how this big time better that, that Dave brings up. He's not a professional, you know. He's just a guy who happened to kind of let it ride and get lucky in the World Series. That whatever he's doing should not be taken as gospel if you're trying to put money on this game. That just because he's putting all this money on the Eagles to win, the Pats are the right side to be on, and here's all the reasons. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think he's right, a pro yeah. now. I think if you make that much money betting sports over a short period, yes. you can, you're a pro now. I think you're a pro.
3: Let's go back to the streets of Philadelphia.
2: It is now officially bananas outside. How? You to be? You, uh, uh, oh, Joe Wimby! Joe Trust the process.
0: Do do do. the process.
2: What do you think about this?
0: That was amazing. You know, I'm happy for the whole city of Philadelphia. We're going to have a lot of fun now. We up next, and I'm going to do my best to do it. First Super Bowl! Yeah. Last one? one. Well, they're kind of indifferent when I go to the game, so I must be the lucky son. But Congress. <laughs> One back. thing, you're next. Trust the process. Oh my God,
3: was that in the Twin Cities or yeah. in Philly? That was in Philly. Okay, yeah. okay. Reporter guy on the street, you know, local you just, news. You just dropped the, uh, in, right? Yeah, during you know the, the while well, rioting or what, celebration, whatever. That's and me, Holy
1: crap! Did Sylvester Stallone make it to U.S. Bank Stadium? Do we know?
4: Has
3: anyone heard from
4: Rocky? I don't think we heard from him. Now, I, I know in the pregame last night, they did play there. They've got a the, uh, uh, video spliced together of Rocky and Eagles. And they so they played that. But I didn't see Sylvester in the crowd. They didn't show him, I don't think, unless I missed it.
3: There was an Instagram post, I think, from either last night or this morning. Okay. Yo, Eagles, you did it. Okay, thank, thanks, Rocky. Because <laughs> they played the win
4: clip. Oh, they did. Oh, in the stadium. In About, the stadium? Yeah, at least a couple oh, of times. Oh, my God. Right?
1: That's why the Eagles Come here. won the game. Come I, I we just lost. I mean, I
2: just want to just sit back, relax the next couple weeks and I really really got nothing to say about that right now.
4: Retirement Gronk. Rob Gronkowski on retirement and I'm going to tell you right now, I take him seriously. He is a he's a pretty young guy who has had been beat up beyond belief. Um he comes off as a tool and he sort of might be, but I could also see a guy like that saying I got a lot of money. I've had my fun, and now I'm going to go have more fun.
1: See, I don't think he comes off as a tool. I think he just comes off as a gregarious, fun-loving party guy.
4: My point being is I wouldn't put it past him to walk away.
1: I'll agree with that. He's missed, I saw the graphic, he's missed 32 games since 2012. Concussions and... And how many concussions, too? Elbow, knee, yeah.
3: He can make so much money doing
1: other stuff. He probably gets more concussions just... Bashing alcohol containers over his head <laughs> on boats in the off season than anything he takes in the middle of the season.
4: He could have a television show in three seconds. Oh God, yes. I'm Multiple retiring. Hey shows. E, I'm retiring. What do you want to give me?
1: Yeah, I mean he'll be if, if he wants to make a like a Kardashians level yes. reality show that <gasps> the last ten years, he could do it.
3: Finally some movement with the baseball off season boys yesterday. The biggest free agent off the market. You know who I'm talking about. Hmm. No. The biggest free agent off oh, the Oh, Big Bartolo signed a contract. Oh, a fa- big
4: Sexy. Oh, a fatty signing. Yes, He's I going did to that. Texas. Minor league that.
3: deal, $1.75 if he uh, makes the big league roster. John Daniels, the GM. Bartolo brings a track record of durability and success in the major leagues. He pounds the strike zone, provides quality competition for our rotation. Welcome to Texas, Big Sexy.
1: Can you imagine how much that guy's
3: gonna sweat that's what in I was July? <laughs> that's
4: exactly what I was thinking. Oh my god. Starting he's pitching. Oh yeah, he'll be sitting in the dugout just. Oh, up, even on the off days. Of yeah, water, yeah. yeah,
1: at his feet, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna get it's gonna get ugly. Good for him, though. What is he, 45 now? He's gotta be well, I, pushing Jamie Moyer age. I think
4: the story was he
3: promised uh, his, we'll turn 45 in May. And I, good for him.
4: Didn't you say a Last year, he had promised his, I think it was dying mom at one point, that he he would play in 2018. I think this is all a promise that that he made to her to continue playing. He's got to
1: make the team first, though. Minor league contract. He will. He's loved. Uh, We still haven't gotten to the commercials, the halftime show, uh, Randy Moss going in the Hall of Fame. So a million things to get to. And we can open up phone lines, too. If you want to chime in, open phone lines for the next three segments. Were you at the game? What are your thoughts on the game? What are your thoughts on the Vikings now that you've had a chance to digest the Eagles run? And uh, what did you think of just the entire 10-day lead-up? 646 8255 877-615-1500. Phil Mackey.
4: I just love the fact that every time he comes on, you get insight about stuff that you don't know.
1: Judd Zolgad. Every time he's just full of insight, he's, he's kind
2: of an open book. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Kick off your running
3: season with 1500 ESPN at Twin Cities & Motions Hot Dash 5K and 10 Mile Saturday, March 24th. Bring your Lumberjack Best to this Minnesota-themed event that features a top 10 U.S. post-race beer garden, live DJ, photo booth, And activities for all ages, plus hot dish and beer from Summit Brewing Company. Registration is open now. All runners receive a Storm Creek long sleeve quarter zip technical pullover. Details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. Brady with White to his right. Brady back again. He steps up. He's hit and
2: falls forward. And he fumbles the football and the Eagles have it. It is
0: recovered by... It is unrecovered by...
1: Uh, Peter King tweets, this is a nice little praise on his way out of town. Peter King, we, we ran into him off the air a couple times last week, and he helped us with his story about the flea flicker and mm-hmm. the secretary. That was early in the week, so he gave us some good stuff. But he, uh, Peter King said, at MSP Airport an hour ago, wanted to tell the people of Minnesota how awesome you are. For eight days, you all welcomed the world. Woman in security just said, I hope you had a wonderful time and come back. From ice fishing to Fulton Brewery. To Pizzeria Lola, a great week. Thank you. And that's the sense I get, too. You know, not that we should crave the validation, but there's question marks about the climate and the weather (laughs) and whether people are going to enjoy it. I mean, I think so. Yeah, I think we're all we should all be pretty comfortable in that we choose to live here. We embrace the cold, the bull north. Here's the thing they
4: branded it. Here's the thing that we do really well. The things that we can control, we do a really good job with. And the and I think a, a lot of people fall into this category, which is the things that we can't control, who gives a damn? I mean, if you don't like them too bad. Yeah, there but, was a little dusting of snow yeah, a couple of days ago, but the but the Some but personality. but when it comes to putting on big events, the things that we are able to control, we consistently do really, really well with. yeah, six.
1: we'd love to hear your thoughts on this uh, if if you took in any of the events, whether it was the game yesterday or Super Bowl live or the Super Bowl experience. 65164682558776151500 the one thing i really wanted to go to and just like i didn't i didn't know how to get tickets and I, the jimmy fallon oh, live last, taping last night, yeah. with the rock and with the this is us cast and that was yeah the, the, so the that was Ro- where was it state theater or the orpheum
3: i think the state but okay. it was it was one of them yeah Yeah.
1: Uh, so the rock flew in and i don't know if they would green screen this or if they actually did it a couple days ago him standing on top of one of the tall buildings downtown Minneapolis to promote his movie Skyscraper that comes out. Okay. He did like a promo and stood on it, – it looked legit like a helicopter was filming it, and it's just The Rock standing on top of a skyscraper downtown Minneapolis. Wouldn't shock me if they green-screened it somewhere in hmm. Hollywood. But let's go to uh, Jeff. You're out with Mackie and Jeff. What's up, Jeff?
2: Well, thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to say I didn't participate in any of the events downtown, although I work downtown, so I, a fair amount of it being set up. And uh, uh, I just wanted to say Minneapolis really shine, particularly when I think about that the game last night. How cool is it that it's going to be a game that will be remembered and people are going to go, it was in Minneapolis that happened. It was like one of the best Super Bowl football games there was. And I also wanted to say I agree with you. Philadelphia seemed likable. Uh, and uh, we had a Super Bowl party so many people said they just didn't like Belichick. And he's maybe a good guy, but you never see the guy smile. I felt Philadelphia was a team for the peasants like me. Uh, just sort of smash my football. And uh, uh, so I thought everything was just outstanding. Minneapolis and everybody, the volunteers, should be patted on the back. Yeah. yeah the covers you guys provided too. So thank you for that.
0: Well, Jeff, thank
1: you. Thank you. It, we, it was one of our most fun weeks. This is our fourth anniversary today of, of the Mackie and Judge show. It's emotional. It is very emotional. I would say last week, even though Dave got the flu for 48 hours, so it kind of sucked for him midweek, it's the most fun I've ever had doing radio since joining 1500 ESPN in 2010. That guest it was, list was It was pretty a nice. zoo, but it was super fun. Yes. Yes.
4: Uh, I, to Jeff's point, I would say the Belichick uh, Patriots factor is this they're robots. So it's not that much fun. And and they're successful so often that it just gets stale. The e- Eagles seemed, as a team, to be thrilled, which is cool. Now, the question, if you're a Vikings fan, is could you separate the Eagles and your, your hatred for them because they beat your team up so badly and their fans? But if you could, Doug Peterson's extremely likable. Nick Foles is, too. And the Eagles seem genuinely thrilled to be here. The Patriots are just always here. They're just, they're they're mechanical in, in how they go about their business. And I think people respect that, but there doesn't seem to, there doesn't seem to be a lot of outward joy because they're in the Super Bowl so often that I think it probably is tough to get that excited like kids when you're there, what, eight
0: times in the past, yeah, let, whatever let's talk Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.